Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we normally dig deep on your favorite video games, but I have been lack lacking in uh, digging deep on any real video games <laughs> over the past few weeks. Just some shallow digging, maybe. More shallow digging than anything. Um, shallow digging into a lot of different video games, but that doesn't really make for good conversation. So, what I thought we could do, and Joey, this is actually a great idea on your part, um, I've written up a few articles, actually, on our website, www.itsthextreme.com. Yes, you should check them out. They're all, like, pretty solid, uh, in my opinion. Thank you. So... In lieu of digging deep on a video game in the normal capacity that we do, I we decided that I'm just going to read through one of my uh, overviews of a game that I just kind of played on the side while I was uh, yeah. reviewing another game. I know I have a lot of time when I say it out loud. <laughs> I have a game that I'm playing for the podcast, a game that I'm playing just for funsies. Sometimes I yeah. play games on transit to work. Look, I mean, when you like something, just go 100%. Yeah, do it. And if you like our podcast, you've probably played this game before. Uh, 100%. I bet you have. And if you haven't, you absolutely need to at least take the time to figure out. Find, like, a Super Nintendo Classic, because I think it's on there. Or is yeah. it? I don't even remember anymore. Never mind. Or just, yeah, whatever. So I wanted to talk about Chrono Trigger. Trigger, you you played this one, right? Of course. It's on the okay. Super Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically my childhood. Absolutely. This one is one of those RPGs that you got to stand and take notice of because it really broke a lot of the molds that had been uh, established around that time, especially with the how you actually interact uh, from the battle mechanic standpoint. Right. Um, like the big thing that it did was switch it from passive to active, mm-hmm. where before it was like you're on one side, the enemy's on another side, and then you wait your turn, and then you hit them once, and then you let they hit you, and then you just wait for your turn again. It's just, it's fine, it works. And like right. a lot of games still do that. But the big thing about the active time battle was that. It recharged based on the speed that your character had. You mm-hmm. could do more actions in the same time that an enemy could do one action. But at the same time, if you were too slow to figure out an action, the enemy could attack you a lot of times in a row. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah. instead of waiting for you to do your turn, you gotta yeah think quickly. You gotta be on your feet. Yeah. Oh, but I'm I'm really getting off tangent. Let me just go ahead and read what I wrote here first, and then we can All talk right. about it. Cool. Uh, so I started off with a quote that apparently the internet is friggin' enamored with. So it's from uh, one of the characters in the game, uh, Magus, Magus, something like that. Magus. Uh, if history is to change, let it change. If the world is to be destroyed, so be it. If my fate is to die, I must simply laugh. Fair enough. Deep, yeah. philosophical, and it means something to somebody. It's it's true. Well, you know, you gotta go buy it. It's good advice. So let me start off what I was gonna say. Uh, so I'm just gonna run through the entirety of what I wrote here. It's not too much, and then we can talk about it. Sound fair? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What can I say about this game that everybody in the world hasn't said already? Hmm. Well, at points, the path forward is a bit obtuse and requires too many leaps in logic to understand what should happen next. And the big problem with that is, if you're on the wrong route, you really won't know until you reach the end of the area where nothing happens. Then you backtrack out of that area, fighting the exact same enemies again, which can be a bit tedious. Anything else? Ah, screw it. This game is great! And people gush about it all the time for good reason. The story is compelling. The characters are fleshed out with interesting personalities and motivations. The gameplay is satisfying since, as I mentioned before, it deviates from the standard JRPG combat system using the active time battle system. The variety of magic and special moves alone are impressive, but the real kicker is being able to combine your special moves with other party members to make even more massively impressive attacks. The art style was, and still is, gorgeous. The music in each area having a unique flair that makes it stand out even today. Especially given, uh, especially impressive given the SNES could only hold about 64 megabits of RAM for all the music, including sound effects. Uh, the unique animations provided to each character really flesh out their personalities. Even the, quote, mirror to the player character, Chrono. Uh, need I go on? Uh, I do. And I know some of you are snidely reading this, or I guess listening to this, and saying, but the story is so generic. Just another boy needs to save the world story. But what you're missing in between the greater plot thread is all of the other story elements. Uh, what really makes it compelling is not the overarching goal, but why... Why Magus, why Magus is such a dick? Why Frog feels like he must ostracize himself forever? Understanding how Marl feels about being trapped in a royal lineage she wants no part in. Understanding why Isla likes to beat the shit out of everything. You owe it to yourself to try this game out. Find a legal copy of this game and play it. Especially now since Octopath Traveler just released. You'll realize that you actually don't even need to play that one if you just check out Chrono Trigger. He'll scratch that itch, and even more.
So what do you think about Chrono Trigger? I think it's a great game. So um, good counterpoint. <laughs> could be, as I said, one of the best RPGs, if not the best of all time. It's definitely up there. I hear that from a lot of people, too. Like, if you have to play one RPG ever, it'd be this one, I think. Yeah. I mean, you could always spend time ripping apart the very unique, like, the overall premise of the game. And the fact that it is kind of generic. It's like, oh, no, the world's going to be destroyed. You're the only one who can save it, blah de blah But, like, yeah, I didn't... Yeah. That was such a... But it's also, like, one of the first, I guess, kind of great RPGs, you know? I mean, yeah, this was back in the day when the original Final Fantasy was yeah. getting really big. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't a washed-out kind of plot thread until, like, a decade later when it had really been overdone. But this is initially when it was first, uh, when the concept was first conceptualized. Yeah, so it wasn't overdone yet. Not yet. Um, that's the problem, honestly, with a lot of people who do reviews nowadays mm-hmm. is that they kind of hold older things to the standard of now. Yeah, as opposed you can't to, do you that. Know, no, it's because a classic. That's, exactly. Yeah. You have to kind of judge it on its merits of when it was actually released. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be crazy to judge something that was 25 years old based on, you know, what's been happening up to now. Right. So, uh, anyway, I really do think this is a fantastic game. And playing it again recently, well, re- semi-recently, I guess, um, really just made me re-remember how great it was. Yeah. That's, like, why I love replaying games. But Such it's crazy, nostalgia. though. Why wouldn't they... They didn't really... A game that successful, you would think the studio would have greenlit a sequel. True, eh? Yeah. Maybe one day. Well, I think they did, but it wasn't really a sequel so much in the same spin-off, sense that... kind of. Kind of like a spinoff. There was like this PS1 game called Chrono Cross, okay. which didn't really have the same... I don't think it had the same characters at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just had the name Chrono in the title. Fair. Um, so I think it might have been some kind of spinoff. But uh, I would love like a true sequel to that game but that's never gonna happen so unless uh, it's like a fan yeah, makes it maybe there might be a yeah. fan-made game out there true either way i think this game deserves at least like some kind of hd remaster that'd be awesome right come I'd on so many shit. games are getting that treatment nowadays give chrono trigger a chance cool but yeah, yeah. do you have anything uh did you want to kind of add anything on there or uh no, I liked your your uh monologue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a poet and I'm definitely not a writer. Um, uh, you're a pretty good writer, I'll say that. Uh, I mean, if I was to get judged by my English teacher, she probably would have given that like a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, that's the it problem. Doesn't matter that shit doesn't matter it just matters no, what the thing. you're trying to convey and you conveyed it pretty well well a lot of things like conveyance exactly <laughs> i'm all about i'm all about the c word here conveyance yeah. 
but yeah, I guess that's the problem. Like a lot of times when people tell you about your writing, they want you to write like they would. So yeah. then they're like, ah, oh, this is garbage. You don't write like a professional writer. And it's like, no, yeah, who yeah. gives a shit? Just write like you. As long as you yeah, can exactly. convey your point and you get that across in so many words, then just go for it. Exactly. You don't need to explain every plot thread or the grass is so green that the greenest sky of the seven heavens was... No, just shut up with that. You, you don't need <laughs> metaphors all the time. Metaphors are great, but not all the time. Yeah, it's like... Guy who wrote the Scarlet Letter. I've tried my <laughs> That book was dumb. I don't know. Okay, it wasn't dumb. It was just literally every two seconds there was a metaphor, com- like comparing something to something else. It dragged oh, yeah. the story down so much. Oh, my God. Anyway. That's, um, like, funny. Like, <laughs> right? you could listen to that. You could do, like... A drinking game out of that. Take a shot whenever you hear a metaphor. It's oh, it's almost too dumb to to read again. But I'm not going to because that's also <laughs> a very long book, and I only read it because I had to. <laughs> anyway, how did I get started to talk about this? Never mind. Okay, um, maybe we cut yeah. off for a quick break. Okay, let's do that. So we thought that was such a good idea. Let's do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read another. I want to hear more Zach rants. Zach monologues. <laughs> yeah, let's hear Zach talk a little bit more. Because uh, <laughs> we don't, we definitely don't get enough of that during the normal episodes. <laughs> you, get, you get a good tone when you're reading, you know? It's like, Thank you. I get, a, I get a speaking cadence that I've yeah. been... Owning yes. over one year of doing podcasting. <laughs> so clearly I'm an expert. Indeed. Um, so I wanted to read my article here on uh, Hyperzone for the Super Nintendo, which All I think right. only myself and maybe four other people in the world have ever played. Yeah, I have not played this. I looked it up. Looks fine, I guess. <laughs> I mean... Here, let me, so let me just read what I wrote here, and then let's, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So, this isn't a long game, nor is it even a memorable game. What it is, what it is, is a great example of an arcade-style game transitioning to a home console properly. Released in 1991, this game is an on-rail shooter to the core. You are thrust into a nondescript spaceship and need only the basic understanding that everything else on the screen is a bad guy. Uh, Internal edit, never mind. There is a story. Thank you, Wikipedia. Quote, The game is set in the year 2089, where Earth has become unable to support life due to humankind's ignorance. 
The Earth Council has turned their attention to the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, a place virtually untouched by civilization. But a hostile race of cybernetic beings has taken up residence there, and if humankind is to survive, the infestation must be eradicated. End quote. Just soak that all in, folks. The beauty of this game comes in how quickly everything moves, which is critical for an arcade-style game. When you move forward, uh, <laughs> you feel like your ship is really accelerating, moving at 448 speed. Such speed! When enemies come at you, they fly directly at your face and instinctively make you flinch. Or maybe that was just me? When you die, your next ship quickly and nonchalantly moves on screen, and you continue your fight near instantly. You run out of lives, it quickly boots you back to the title screen to try again. And what ties it all together is the fact that the game itself is only a total of eight stages. Granted, the gameplay isn't that deep. You get access to a laser weapon, and starting in level two, a charged shot that tears through enemies. That's it. No missiles, no special weapons to speak of. This could piss off hardcore shoot 'em up fans, considering that really diminishes the, stra the strategy available. Come to think of it, this would be a perfect app to ha uh, perfect game to have as an app on your phone. Can someone port this to a Google Play Store for me, or at least build a time machine and port this to my TI-83 Plus? Plus. Yeah, I, I mean, this honestly reminds me of some games that I had on there. Yeah. Granted, the graphics are way, Dave, way different, but the <laughs> strategy of, you know, you get a laser weapon and it shoots through that, it just reminds me so much of this uh, Galaga-style game I used to play on the TI-83 during math when I was supposed to be learning geometry. <laughs> I used to play Snake nonstop on that thing. Nice. I thought it was a huge deal when they figured out how to make a miniature version of Mario on it. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was intense. I was like, I'm playing Mario on my calculator, yo. What's going on? <laughs> or, like, Box Boy, I think was a thing. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. Uh, this I, I, I like the game in the short time that I played with it. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's a simple game, like... It's very you're, simple. You're right, it's not memorable, but it's still fun, like, something to enjoy. Yeah, like, I wouldn't write it off and say, like, oh, I'm not going to play this. Because, honestly, it takes you half an hour. Like, yeah. the, not a lot of games can kind of give you at least that action-packed rush of fun in that kind of short period of time. And, I right. mean, granted, like, it really is, it seems like it was meant for an arcade cabinet. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's like full on arcade game. It gets very difficult near the end, and like you could see how it would want you to uh, spend more coins to keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I mean, while it was while it was going, it was a lot of fun. The music is upbeat and really intense. Honestly, like I would just check out the soundtrack too. Soundtrack was really nice. friggin' hype. I hate using that word, <laughs> but it was. But no, yeah, it it hypes you up. It, get, it really gets you hyped up to want to like keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, damn it! Now I have one of the songs stuck in my head. It's not gonna <laughs> go away for a bit. Anyway, um, Hyperzone. I would recommend it. Um, I don't know if there's any way to find this game legally anymore, unless you go to like a secondhand retailer or something like that. But even they probably wouldn't even have a copy of this game. I doubt e- it. eBay. I don't know. Yeah, there's some guy on eBay who's like, "Yes, we have the one copy." <laughs> Actually, the, the the second copy, because the other one's at my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, what do you think after having, uh, after I've just monologued on for a bit? I would definitely play this game when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> would know, say it would be a good, fun, drunk game. Yeah, hanging out with friends, like, put a, an easy, simple game on, but it's also, like, challenging. Yeah, you could like swap off every time you you die yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's it's one of those fun kind of couch co y like not co y but like couch like tag teaming games that you can yeah. play. Um, yeah, I'd recommend playing it. Why not? Uh, either way, I think I think that's where we're gonna call it today. Not a super long episode, but that's cool. Trying to trying to get back into the groove of podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, um, it's, like, this is a cool little uh, thing, a little different than usual. Yeah. Hope you guys like it. Um, yeah. We will be getting back to, like, a normal-ass extreme schedule closer to the end of October. I know it's very far away, but uh, the reason being I will actually be uh, away on vacation for a good majority of October, so I won't be able to record with Joey. You bastard. I know, I'm so sorry. I'll send you a gift from where I go, though. How's okay. That? I'll get you one of those little stuffed elephants. Really great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure Joey will put up some great little episodes, episodic content, because I know he's been doing good with the clip show stuff. Yeah, we'll do some more of that. Uh, it's fun. Get to, see, get to hear some classic Zach and Joey. <laughs> oh, you know that classic Zach and Joey banter. Oh yeah. See how Zach far speaks we've for come. half an hour. <laughs> uh, see how far we've come. You're right. Um, so yeah, we'll get back into a regular scheme closer to then. But uh, mm-hmm. until then, I think we're just gonna maybe keep doing something like this for a little bit, little one-off episodes, and go from there. I hope you guys like it. Um, if you want to get in touch, you know how. Uh, it's the extreme, i t s t h e x s t r e a m at gmail dot com, or check us out on Google, and then you'll type us in on Google, no spaces, just i t s t h e x s t r e a m, and you'll find all of our stuff. Yeah. Um, or go to the website. Yeah, the extreme at gmail, or it's the extreme dot com. Yeah, read what uh, Zach just said in these this episode. Well, there's a lot more to read that aside from that, but yeah, yeah you can yeah, reread yeah. what I said, <laughs> or it's you like can read have... it while I talk. <laughs> Ooh, 
It could like be a read along kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'll be your could, audio like, notice, guide. Notice the little nuances that you kind of switched up, you know? <laughs> yeah, he added in the word really, but he didn't yeah. actually write that. <laughs> I remember that. I, I oh my that. god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, he's making it his own, even though it was he's, already his own. He's modifying his modifications of the original. <gasps> <laughs> this maniac. What is he going to do next? Improvise? <laughs> oh my god. It's not like we've been improvising since day one. <laughs> anyway, yeah. check us out. Um, either way, if you're still listening, I, I know that we really appreciate it. Um, and we'll be back to entertain your earlobes next week.